Welcome to the My Fence Life bonus podcast series, Ask Me About My Day, where you can eavesdrop on phone conversations between Dan, industry leaders, and fencers from around the country to find out about their day. Because not only do I use my calendar to run my life, it literally runs my life. It's like my second old lady, right? (laughs) I'm serious, man. Hey, hey, what's happening, Fence Lifers? Man, I got with me today Robert Whitaker, the purple people teacher, the purple coaching guy. I don't know. He's got so many names. I don't even know what they are, but he's the purple guy. What's going on, Robert? Hey, what's up, Dan? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm just hanging in there, brother. It's an early, uh, what is it, Tuesday morning? It's like 6.30 a.m. We're doing this. It is. It is, man. Getting it knocked out. Maximize our calendar. Yeah, man. So... Man, I was talking with Robert. We were texting back and forth, and he mentioned to me, he said, Dan, you know, I don't think guys utilize their calendar the way they should. And I was like, really? I think I utilize my calendar. And he started saying a few things, and I was like, ah, I think we need to have a conversation about this. And he's like, let's do it. And that was last night. So here we are, 630 this morning. We're talking about it, brother. So let's let's dive into this, man. How can I maximize my day, Robert? Tell me how the Purple People Teacher does it. Oh man, I live by my calendar and <clears throat> off offline you and I were talking and uh I mean there there's just so much so much or well, let me back up there's so many tools whether it be a calendar or Monday or or however you want to manage your your day but you've got to have something keeping you on track besides your brain. Um I mentioned it the other day that you you know your your brain is not a parking lot. It's more of like a toll booth and things should just go through, make a quick stop and go. And so putting things on my calendar just makes my, my brain a little bit uh, freer to take in the good stuff. Dude, I live and die by my calendar. So I have my Google calendar uh, synced with my job Nimbus calendar. So if my assistant puts something on my calendar in job Nimbus, it pops in on my Google calendar and vice versa. Right. So sometimes I find like when I'm at the office, it's easier to look at my job Nimbus calendar because I can see it on a big screen. But then when I'm out and about on my phone, I can pull up my schedule view on my Google calendar and I can just rock and roll. You know, that's that's cool, man. Using them both, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It makes it nice. Um, You know, I go to the doctor and they're like, hey, we need to make an appointment for you. I'm like, oh, let me pull my schedule up. Oh, I'm out of town. then. Nope. I got a show that day. Nope. I got this booked. I can do this day. And life is easy, man. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, and it's interesting what you said. You know, when people are like, when can you meet? I mean, you're, you're opening yourself up for back and forth communication. If you had your calendar properly filled out, you can say I'm available X, Y, and Z times. And people are going to have to accommodate to your calendar. Just like when we were scheduling this. You know, uh, we we went over, we got 6.30 a.m., we got 9 p.m., and we've got like a 3.30. Like, we knew exactly what it looked like. Yeah. And so, um, whether that be in the fence world or, like you said, at the doctor's office, and I think a lot of people don't make time for that kind of stuff. You know, whether it be um, picking up their kids or the doctor or the DMV or whatever it might be. And so there's never any time to do it. And then they have to make time. And so um, I'm glad you use your calendar, Dan. Yeah, I use the shit out of it, man. So I'm going to tell you a trick that I do. Because not only do I use my calendar 
to run my life. It literally runs my life. It's like my second old lady, right? Um, <laughs> I'm serious, man. Uh, and and I, I worry more about my calendar than I do my old lady because I can be like, hey, woman, don't worry about it. But my calendar, I got to because I got people dependent on me. Right. I got Robert who may have, um, you know, left the meeting and rushed home to get in front of his computer to talk to me. And then I'm not there. Right. So I live and die by my calendar. But the thing that helps me and keeps me organized, because some people are like, well, I, I put it on my calendar, but then I forget that I got to do it, even though it's on my calendar. I got an Apple Watch, man. And my calendar is on my Apple Watch. I'm looking at it right now. It says right now, 12 o'clock today, I got a call about such and such. That's my next meeting, okay? Well, how do I remember that? I wake up every morning, open up my schedule, and I literally set me an alarm on my Apple Watch eight minutes before every meeting. So I just go through. I might set four or five alarms for the day. And why do I do eight meetings? Because when that alarm, I mean eight minutes, because when that alarm goes off, I hit snooze, and I know I got eight minutes before that snooze goes off again, and I got to be sitting in front of my computer. So I hit my snooze button. I go grab a monster. I go use the restroom. Somebody grabs me, and my alarm goes off. I'm like, shit, I know I got to be in front of my computer. So that's how I do it, man. And I literally, my watch tells me, oh, you got, you got a meeting. Oh, you got a meeting. And that's how I do it. And it works yeah, that's, great. That's a good trick. I, I used to have an Apple Watch. It's probably somewhere around here. I don't know. I don't, yeah, here, here it is. Here it is. Uh, I haven't turned it on in years because it was just, it was overstimulating me personally. Um, but same thing. I wake up every morning. I review my calendar, make sure something didn't get added. Um, and and I, my calendar is generally pretty, pretty booked. So I know I've got a meeting. I just don't know which one, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, you mentioned like, it sounds like you have a gap between this meeting and the 12. And, you know, we have, we have a rule of thumb that if you're going to book anything same day, you've got to get it confirmed. So whether it be an appointment or like a one-on-one with a team member or whatever else, if I've got time on my day and you're trying to use it today, we just need to have a quick conversation. Hey, is this available X, Y, and Z, or are you buying back some time? Um, but it's pretty much free reign outside of that. So at Magnolia and Purple Coaching, we keep our calendars extremely accurate and uh, we want to meet with each other. I think meetings are healthy and good. Um, so if you see a free spot, grab it. Now we do, when we're doing appointments and things like that, we send Jordan, who does a lot of our scheduling, uh, our availability. Like we might be freer than what our than, than what we're willing to do on appointments, but we, we know how much appointments we can take, you know? And so like today I'm looking at my calendar. I have from four to five open. It's still free. You can go grab it. You just got to, you just got to call me and I yeah. confirm that we can steal that time. So um, outside of that, I don't have anything available except for from 11 to one on Friday. <laughs> And I, I just took three to four on Friday. So, well, I took it. I took it. I wanted to learn some stuff that you got, but I mean, so it's just easy to, to set the beat to the drum. And so for anybody who's like, Robert's super busy. Um, no, I just have my calendar written out and I'm busy taking care of, you know, the purple coaching clients and, and the Magnolia team. And um, so I maximize my day. So I know where I need to be Monday through Friday. Well, I've even gotten to the point to where I live by my calendar so much that I block off when I'm going to dinner with Pepper 
Um, if we've got a Saturday morning, she's like, hey, I want to go to the farmer's market. I block out on my calendar, you know, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So then everybody knows Dan's not going to be in the office that Saturday. He's off doing what he's got to do, whatever he's doing. I mean, they can call me or whatever, but they know I'm, I'm, I'm done. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. And it makes it easy because people don't put shit on your calendar. And you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this with Pepper. Yeah, no, for sure. We put all the importance. I'm looking at mine. So this afternoon I have soccer. So soccer's uh, I coach and it's at 530, but I block myself out at five because you've got to consider travel time, decompression time, um, things like that. Speaking of decompression time, I block myself out a week early to having my baby because I wanted to, I wanted to decompress and have some running room um before we had our kiddo i didn't want to just get the call hey you know in labor you know so right. i blocked myself out a week early but i just listed on there available by phone so everybody knew i, I was still working i just was not going to be physically uh, involved and then we ended up going three three total weeks before the kiddo came <laughs> um you know but I, I think it's so important to block out your calendar and you know, Dan, I have no, well, I, I do have an idea of why people don't do it. And I think a lot of it's because people don't like being told what to do. So like that snooze alarm that goes off for you, that's telling you, you have a meeting and like, I'm the owner or I'm, I'm, I'm the higher up. I don't need to be told what to do. Like, no, hundred percent, a hundred percent. The calendar will tell you what to do and it never is wrong. Am I right? I mean, <laughs> if it's on there and it tells you, you got a meeting at 12, you got a meeting at 12. Look, man, there's nothing more pisses me off than I sit down and have a Google Meets open, and it's sitting there for 20 minutes open, and I'm waiting on a meeting for somebody, and they haven't texted me, hey, I'm tied up, I'm coming, just nothing, and they never show up. Yeah. No, you know, so so Job Nimbus, uh, they stack their appointments really tight, and they're great at that. If you're sitting in a meeting room for a couple minutes – I, at least for me, I'll get a text from Tyler. He's my boy over there. And uh, Tyler said, hey, I'm running just a few minutes late, but I'm going to I'm gonna make it up or whatever else. And so it is important, like, if you're running late to a meeting or whatever, just let somebody know, right? And most of the time, it, and going, like, kind of off script here, if you know you're going to be late, you should probably let somebody know in advance, right? You know, if, if you're five minutes late to the meeting, you, we already know you're late. And so um, – we do a lot of calendar blocking. I think it ultimately is just another form of accountability. Um, I get it. Nobody loves to be held accountable. Um, when I look at a lot of people's calendars and people say, I'm just so busy. I'm like, well, your calendar doesn't show that. It shows that you got a part-time job. Um, that's where I would always start is, is capturing that. And I seen Josh Glover the other day posted his calendar. He doesn't even have specifics. It's just, work on marketing, work on, you know, he's yeah. just blocked that time out. It doesn't have to be work on marketing with Benji or, you know, Sam or whoever he's working with. It's just work on marketing. And he can always move that time slot or delete it if he needs it, but he's got himself properly scheduled. Yeah. Um, I've started putting work on agreements. So to get our agreements out, I blocked off like two hours of every day. And if I don't have one to do that day, I just click it, delete it, and find something else to do, you know? Yeah. But if I got stuff yeah. to do, it it causes me to stop focusing on this and go, oh, shoot, I need to look over here. Oh, wait, I do have two agreements I need to get done. 
and get out to these customers so I can get this ball rolling. And I get it handled. And then I'm, I'm off to the All right, what's next on my schedule? Nothing. All right. Then I look on my desk. All right, grab this and go. You know? Yeah. Have you ever heard that saying, if you give somebody three hours to do it, they do it in an hour? Give them the remaining two hours to write down how they got it done faster? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so if you find out that you're constantly ahead of schedule, I mean, there's either you've you haven't properly calendar blocked, you've given yourself too much time, which is good. Um, or you've, you've figured out the hack and you need to write out an SOP or a, a policy and procedures so that way other people can do it. Well, what I find personally is if I block out two hours to do agreements, say I, I'm doing them from two to four, right? And then I got a four o'clock meeting. I don't lollygag. I'm like, man, I've only got two hours to get this done. So I'm just steady, boom, 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 knocking it out. Because I know come four o'clock, I got to stop because I have, I have a hard stop at four o'clock because I got to go do this. So it causes me not to get distracted and get over here and get over there. And I stay focused on the task at hand. That's what I feel like the calendar does for me. But I'm a very structured person and, and I'm okay with that. Some people can't handle it. You know, they're all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to that in just one second. But you're talking about hard stops. So, I mean, there's meeting rhythm and meeting etiquette. If you've got a hard stop and you're meeting with somebody, you need to set that standard or the agenda up front. Hey, I've got a hard stop. Yeah. So that way we all have the same goal because you're right. Some people have a little bit more more of a structure, you know, bam, 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 while other people are like, hey, if we got great, great flow, let's keep going and eh, we'll figure out the rest of the day as it comes. But making sure people know that, yes, I do have a hard stop or hey, I've got a little extra time if you want to go off script or whatever. But um, <clears throat> if you've ever met me and I'm a high DI, I'm far from following rules and I don't read instruction manuals and I don't love details. And to be able to operate that way. I work off my calendar. It's one thing that I found doesn't drain me. It allows me to, you know, high D's are like, they just want things done. They show it like just drive, 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 you know, done is better than perfection. Um, and, and their, you know, eyes are relatively social. So they like being around groups of people or networking or whatever. And so I found to be able to maximize what really fills my cup. I just follow some rules on my calendar and it takes a while to learn, learn to do it. You know, like there's a, there's a bunch of great books. I think I've got one right here. Um, let's see. Oh, there's several of them, but, um, basically, you know, waking up and having a purpose in the morning, you know, journaling or writing affirmations, you know, uh, whatever it is, calendar blocking for working out in the morning, I can guarantee you, you work out more if you block yourself out for it. Um, and then, and then making sure you have plenty of time to wind down as well. You know, we, my shop, we just moved it. It's 20 minutes away from my house now instead of six. Huh. And, and everyone's like, that's going to suck. And I'm like, no, it's great. It gives me 20 minutes to close out my day versus I'm closing out my day while walking in the door currently right now. And so, um, I like that, man. It, Cause yeah, look, and, and I, I know you, I'm about 15, you, 20 minutes from my office. So I've got a routine every morning. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> excuse me, if somebody wanted to assassinate me, it'd be real easy to do because I'm in the same exact place every day, every morning, right? 
um, by 5.30 a.m., I am usually waiting for PJ's Coffee to open up in the drive-thru. And it's funny, there's another fence guy, uh, secured access out of Baton Rouge. He's sitting there waiting, too. So <laughs> <laughs> some mornings we talk, some mornings we don't. But I usually listen like Andy Frisella, um, a podcast. I'm getting my mindset, man. I want to get some... I want I want to get the juices flowing. I want to get fired up. I'm listening to Andy on the way to work. My 20 minute ride on the way home. I don't care what the temperature is as long as it's not raining. I got the sunroof open on my truck or my car, whatever I'm driving, and I'm pe- I'm playing Sinatra. I'm playing Miles Davis, and I am just freaking just zoning out and mellowing out on the way home every day. That's what I do. Take the same route home, same route to work. But that 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon is probably part of my biggest, the biggest part of my days because it gets me ready and it winds me down. Yeah, no, that's, that's good stuff. And, you, you know, it, everyone's got to have a routine, right? And, and, um, Let's see if I can tie all this in. So, so like that that morning routine s- sounds super structured, but at the end of the day, it allows you to firefight and allows you to pivot and improv throughout the day, right? And we have so much of that, you know, in the construction world. I, I think it's in every world, but we can arguably say construction or fence. We are definitely. Um, have to be on our toes no matter how much counter blocking we're doing or whatever else. And so having some sort of decisions already made for us, you know, I, I Google myself to work every single day. Uh, I, I don't want, or, or Google maps. I don't want to have to make the decision of if there's traffic or whatever else. And, and so I try and control what I can control and that's my morning routine or my evening routine. Um, and, and then things like my calendar, I can control at least where I think I'm going to be. And then, like you said, things pop up. Um, I, I, uh, I really like, uh, Spanish music. So like cumbias and stuff like that. So that's my, that'd be my morning, uh, music. Like, um, I, I can get into some of that, but normally I'm listening to either podcasts or books. I listen to them so fast. It sounds like music. Um, and, uh, my baby actually, he, uh, slept through the night last night. Really? Well, I mean, for he woke up at four thirty. So some some people that'd be not sleeping through the night, but for us, we're like, yeah, heck yeah. So routines fixing a change, but you know, I w- I would encourage everybody to to calendar block and you know, like for instance, and we were talking about this with one of my clients at Purple. If you if you know you need to be there, put it there. And say, well, I don't know what's going to come up. I'm like, well. The more we predict, the less that will pop up. And if we start finding out that we can't ever get to the stuff we predict because so much stuff's popping up, it has nothing to do with your calendar blocking. It has everything to do with your systems, your processes, your people. And then we can start really breaking that down. So like at Magnolia, and I I try and preach this to to everybody, you know, we, we try and do a startup on a job and we try and do a final walk. So you already know you're going to do that. And if you do, I don't know, let's say 10 jobs, you've got approximately 20 hours, you know, for a supervisor, whoever to start a job up and to, to do a final walk. 
And so you only have 20 to 30 hours for the rest of the week to get anything done. And so before you know it, you start realizing that, hey, I need to hire a second supervisor. And and so that's how we, we line out our days is, is figuring out what we got to do. What are the three to five reoccurring tasks or, you know, five to seven, depending on what you do. And then what time do you have left to do <clears throat> creative thinking? And, you know, people say work on your business, not in it. And it's interesting if an owner or a high up leader only worked on their business, I think that there'd be so many creative ideas that nobody, nobody would ever be able to gain any traction. I think <clears throat> that it's important to calendar block the 80% of your week that is reoccurring. That's, that's in your business type of work and then, then block out the 20 or if you need 30 or whatever it is, but every employee should have some creative work on their position as well. Right. And so um, I'm looking at a couple of my people's calendars right now. And I mean, it's great. They have, they have, you know, work on office and strategy all day Friday. I didn't tell him to do that. He just knew that he needed to do some maintenance on that. I think that's fantastic. And he's not going to have any appointments that day or, or whatever else. That's fantastic. So anyways, that's kind of how we do, we do it, Dan. And um, I would challenge everybody to, to calendar block um, and not just calendar block for their business, but like you mentioned for their personal. Yeah. You got a calendar block for both, man. Um, I mean, I put my dinner on there and Pepper and I got a reservation or, you know, Dylan and I got something to go do. It's on my calendar, man. Everybody knows every, everybody knows everything that I got going on, isn't it? at least in my in my company. But, you know, something else I realized about having things on your calendar. Everybody knows that at 2 o'clock I got this to do. So if something happens in the office, I'm like, hey, man, it's 2 o'clock. I got it. It almost forces some of your team members to do things and get out of their comfort zone to, to, to handle that they normally wouldn't handle. And it's actually helped because I've had to bail on something because I've had a meeting and it's forced them to have to handle a, a situation and they felt their way through it. Whether they did it right or did it wrong, next time, if they did it wrong, next time they're going to do it right. And it's a learning process for those guys. No, yeah, and it, it gives deadlines too, right? So if, if you've got something at two, it forces everybody to work a little bit faster throughout the day because if, they're, if they know that they're going to maybe need Dan, Dan's gone at two, and we've got to wrap this thing up at 155, or like you said, I'm going to have to do this on my own. And um, so, I, I mean, so does Dylan and, and the rest of your team live by their calendar as good as you do? Um, Dylan, Dylan does because he does most of our estimating. So he lives by that calendar, right? Um, I do kind of get on his ass a little bit cause he won't put things on there. And then we got estimates scheduled and I'm like, dude, Oh, I forgot to put it on. So he's getting better at it. Um, yeah. my guy, Zach, uh, he's getting better at it too. They're starting. The more I just say, Hey, I, I didn't see it on your calendar. Sorry. You can't go. Yeah, I just it's not on your calendar. I, I thought you were going to be here. I got this plan. This is what we're doing. So yeah. I kind of pushed him into not, that. And it's not hard to add stuff to your calendar, but if it is, just 
just call the office, right? If you have somebody who answers the phone, say, hey, can you just block me out from 10 to 12? I'm going to go check on some job sites unexpectedly or, or whatever the case is, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, we're all here for customer satisfaction, service, and everything else. And so we want to serve our clients. And if we're not, if we're, if we're scheduling meetings and having to rebook them because calendars aren't set up right, that, that's a horrible first experience. And, and I know that some salespeople like to schedule their own appointments versus the office. I think there's a lot of calling back and forth on that. I personally would, if you have an office staff, have the office schedule it. Um, and I feel like a lot of times people who don't have their office scheduled, either one, their office doesn't know how to schedule properly. So, you know, putting it in like groups of geographics or um, the calendar is so inaccurate that they have to have their salespeople book it because there's no telling where it is. Yeah. And so, I mean, we, we operate a $9 million business off of our calendar. Without our calendar, we wouldn't be successful. I'm the same way, man. Even down to a haircut. Yeah. So, so I get a lot of people who say, we just don't have time for meetings. And I was like, well, when was the last time the meeting made it on the calendar? Yeah. And they're like, well, everybody knows nine 30. And I'm like, I know, but we hadn't made a nine 30 meeting and, who knows how long. And I was like, let's get it on the calendar. And before you know it, like we talked about, your day starts filling up. So you can't be nearly as ambitious that, you know, owners and, and, and high, high level leaders that I get more done than my employees. Well, maybe, but at what expense, you know, are we getting, are we overstepping meetings and stuff like that? And so like meeting rhythm is extremely important to me. Um, and looking at my calendar right now, we have, two let's see about six hours a week in meetings i was like man that's a lot now that's a good portion of the day or the week uh i don't like hallway meetings and if they if employees or team members can see it on the calendar hey we're having a meeting on this particular day it does not change whatever i want to talk about i can put on ice and move it over there obviously unless it's like an emergency or something like that and so um we try and set up enough meetings and block ourselves out and respect that those meetings are blocked out on the calendar. So that way we can talk about these things. So like this morning we have a handoff meeting. So Tuesdays and Thursdays we have sales handoff meetings. So sales guys hand it to the ops people. Uh, Wednesdays later in the day, we have a leadership meeting. Um, and then of course the Monday meeting with tailgate meeting with the, the guys. And so those are our, our fixed meetings. And then we, we have some one-on-ones and stuff like that as well. Um, well. But if I were to pull up someone's calendar that doesn't have time for meetings, I would almost guarantee that the calendar isn't booked, which just means they're not using it. Yeah. I've got, you know, we do our Monday morning meeting. So, you know, those hallway meetings you're talking about, people stopping yeah. in the hallway. <clears throat> Sometimes I dread walking out of my office because – I'm like, I don't know who's going to be out there and who's going to catch me while I'm all I'm trying to do is get to the kitchen and grab a bottle of water and come back. That's all I want to do. Right. So um, if one of my guys is in the office now, you know, my office and yard is separate, which is great because I don't see my guys every day, but they'll stop by the office or whatever. And I'll come out and be like, hey, I need to talk to you. I'm like, can it wait till Monday morning meeting? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and text it to me. And yeah. then I just keep I, on going. So then they'll shoot, and we use the crew app, and they'll shoot me a text. Hey, we need to talk about this. 
and I put it in the Monday morning meeting and 630. I mean, it's not on everybody's calendar, but 630 Monday morning, every Monday morning we have a meeting and I'll have a list. Hey, Rob texted me about this. He said, there's a problem at the yard with this. We need to discuss it. And we go through all those things. And half of them, now it's not an issue anymore. Uh, so sometimes putting it on ice, you right. know, you mentioned something that's awesome too. And so there's, you know, we're talking about calendar blocking and I think calendar blocking leads to having better meetings and then having an agenda you can trust. So like as a leader, if you're like, Hey, can that wait till Monday, send me a text. It's your responsibility to then capture that information and, and put it into a safe spot. Right. People will continue to grab you in the hallway if you don't actually address what they want to talk about when you promise uh-huh. the time to do it. And so that's awesome, Dan, that you, that you do that. Um, and, and then having the, the ability where you feel like, Hey, you got a minute? Like, no, I don't, but I'm a fixer. So I'd rather just resolve this. I'm a high D right. So I'd rather just resolve it. But in reality, almost 99% of anything that people come to me on is a lot larger of, of a discussion than just a minute. And so, um, do you got a minute is like, you're right. It's like a cuss word. Um, I, uh, I've set, I've moved my office around the shop, um, several different ways to see if, if workflow, like back in the day, it used to be that the executive put it in the back. So he walked by and shook everyone's hands. Right. Um, here recently, my, mine is actually in the front so I can sneak out. It's not that I don't love the, the team. It's just, <laughs> I, dr- I dread, like you said, when someone's like, you got a minute. And I love that. I love that they, they want to have an open conversation, but I also love productive ones too. And, um, being able to say, can we, can we punt this to the meeting? Um, and then knowing that the meeting takes place. And, and I would argue, argue to say that a lot of people have to have uh, hallway meetings because they know they're about to cancel their weekly meeting. Um, or if you find out that you have a ton of hallway meetings, have more meetings and less, uh, like less time. We have a couple of clients that we were meeting biweekly for an hour and a half. And we identified that we really needed to just meet weekly for a shorter period of time, an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, because things kept coming up so fast. And so being flexible and finding whatever meeting rhythm works best for you and then having a proper agenda and then starting and ending on time. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Oh man, I'm going to be late to the meeting. I'm like, how? Like we know Christmas is on the 25th every year. We know our meetings always at nine 30 on Tuesday. Like how can you be late? What was more important than a meeting or, and, and, and really like, it's funny how, I mean, maybe people are late to their, their sales calls, but we're never late to our sales calls. So like, how are we not late, late to a sales call to somebody we have no clue who they are, but we're willing to be late to our peers who we love and adore. Right. And also obstructs the entire flow of everybody else's day 100%, because you were late, 100%, you know, hundred percent. And, and with that being said, if someone's not in the meeting, start the meeting, don't catch them up and in the meeting on time. And if that meeting revolved around that person, then we might, we might need to pause the meeting and have a one-on-one with that person and let them know how important it is. Um, we have a pretty good meeting software. We use Bloom. Um, 90IO is another good one. I know there's some other decent softwares out there. So in theory, if a meeting starts without somebody, you could always just send them the meeting notes. Um, but uh, calendar, I mean, you're going back to the calendar blocking and the meetings. None of this happens if you're not living off of your calendar. Um, I would love to take a poll and see how many people operate out of their minds or their calendar. And I know a lot of people maybe do it off pen and paper. I mean, I hate, I hate it, but that is, 
that you're never going to be able to scale. Um, you could, you know, I had this one guy who we, we used his, his calendar and then every morning his name, Brian, I think you remember, you met Brian. He, uh, remember when we came there, um, after bow fishing, that big tall dude. Oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. He, so every morning he, he hated working off of a digital calendar, but every morning he would wake up, he would handwrite every single thing he had to do for the day. That's how he worked. But nonetheless, he, he still operated off of a digital calendar in a sense, but we just couldn't add anything to his day. Um, because, because we couldn't steal that pen and paper and jot it in there. Is he still um, with y'all? No, he's not. He, uh, I mean, and, and if I don't want to speak for him, but I'm pretty sure where we left off was he didn't want to live, live by a calendar. He wanted to live, um, you know, day, day to day per se. He, uh-huh. he loved, uh, he loved not having nearly as much structure and, and the calendar was one of the most important things to do. Um, you know, we, we compete on speed and, and that's not for everybody. Um, I think the world continues to get faster. I hear some really great people like the Maxwell's and stuff talk about fast, fast is only getting faster. And so, um, I don't think that competing on speed is, is asking more than what, the world is today. And so he, uh, he and I was keeping touch. Um, I think last, last I heard, uh, he was in Oklahoma revamping a hunting cabin. Okay. Like that's just his jam, man. He, really? He loves that stuff. Um, me on the other hand, I like having uh, a heavily stimulated day. I like being maximized. I like knowing that we accomplished stuff. Hey, speaking of calendar blocking, I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have 11 tasks to do today. And if I get all of them done, which I will, it's a successful day. Yeah. Now you got me wondering and what I, I got to get done. back and realize, hey, I've had a really good day. I've got 11 things knocked out. I served 11 different people or whatever the thing is. So, Well, you know, another thing about calendars, <clears throat> for example, um, we use Job Nemesis calendar within the office. And yesterday I saw my assistant was falling behind. You know, she had a bunch of phone calls she needed to make. Well, I can only get so much out of her. We had 39 leads come in over the weekend that she was handling. Yeah. So um, I went through her calendar. I'm looking at it right now. I went through her calendar and I knocked out everything that popped up on there from Sunday because we have automations that come through and I knocked out everything that she didn't get done Friday which were just phone calls following up with customers, you know what I mean? I knocked out about 20 phone calls for her. I'm looking at my calendar today. Today's not too bad, man. I got to pay the lot rent. I got a digger's delivery. I got to do payroll. I got to call a customer. But other than that, my day is pretty open. But I got a lot of stuff I'm doing. I'm trying to open up this uh, new location. And there's a lot that goes into that, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm still dealing uh, with all that. It's interesting you say that. Uh, hey, when it's like, hey, Jordan, how can I help you? Her response should be, look at my calendar and pull something off of it you think you can do for me, right? Yeah. But you couldn't have helped your your office team had it not been on the calendar. And it wasn't micromanaging her. You were just, you had open time in your day and you were alleviating her workload and you did all the things you, you don't mind doing and let her do the things that she likes doing that you don't like doing. Man, stuff I've been doing for 25 years, man. Just calling people, following up. Hey, you want to move forward with this fence? And I know it's going to happen. Nobody answers the phone. I'm going to go to voicemail. But 
we can't constantly be texting and emailing people. We have to reach out and touch them. So even though they may not check that voicemail, they see the missed call and they feel like someone personally reached out to them. So yeah, I just advise What's your office gal's name? Uh, right now, her name is Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. So, yeah, it buys Jamie some time and it spreads it out. Like if she had 20 calls to make, obviously, like you said, you're not going to get a hold of all 20. But that person might call back in 30 days when she comes back up for air. And so, um, you know, and, and people people like in her position, I mean, she can't block out answer phones all day. But there are probably some key roles that she does do that she should block out. Like we so we process payroll and and subpayments on Wednesday. So Jordan blocks out a couple hours on Tuesday to get it all organized, track people down for anything that she's missing or whatever else. So it's a, it's a two part p- uh, deal, right? Like, and, and what she finds is Tuesday. So what happened was it was actually, you know, she was blocking herself out Monday and Tuesday. We were processing on Tuesday. Well, there are a lot of Monday holidays, not a lot, but enough to make a difference that we just shifted everything. But had she not just seen it on the calendar and realized she was constantly moving stuff, and then same thing in the morning, she blocks herself out for a couple hours to make sure that she manages the inbound leads, like you mentioned. And so, like over the weekend, I think same thing. We we didn't have nearly as many as you did. That's awesome, buddy. Um, I think we had like fourteen that came in from over the weekend. So her first part of Monday, she's not working on anything other than getting back to people. Right. Like it's that simple. And so her calendar reads that. Um, I don't think we can share screens, but I'll probably take a, uh, like a snippet of my, my calendar and share it to the comments whenever you, you post this. Okay. Sounds good, it's, man. Man, that's some good stuff, bro. Calendars are the way to go. You got to, yeah. you got to, yeah, I live and die by my calendar. I live and die by my Apple Watch. No, you mentioned that your Apple Watch, um, was stimulating you too much. I just went in and turned all the notifications off on my Apple Watch. So the only notifications I get are my alarms and I get uh, text messages. But I've gotten to a point to where I don't get a whole lot of text during the day. And if they get to be too much, I just turn them off. You know? But um, I don't get I like all, I don't get all those other notifications. I think the only notifications I have turned on are like Uber lift for when i travel you know but other than that i got everything turned off i think i got american airlines delta airlines turned on for my tickets but other than that man all the notifications are turned off and 80 percent of the time the texts are turned off i just use it for my calendar and my alarms i i love that i um I mean, it, you know, and it's funny, like we talk about leashes, it's just a leash. I need to put it back on the wrist. You know, I've, I've changed several years from several years ago to today. And so, you know, I just need to try, you know, try and solve the problem because I'm definitely not opposed to having additional tools. Hey, I, I, I don't know how long we're going to be on here. So I just want to really stress you're accountable or your accountability partner is your calendar. Like if there's anything to take from this, if you're not using your calendar, more than likely you have a problem with being coached or being held accountable. Your calendar will 100% hold you accountable to exactly what you're supposed to do throughout the day. And when you don't do those things, it tells you that you didn't do it. And when you put other things in place, you, you show what was more prioritized. And so 
I, I think that if you struggle to to manage your calendar and it's such a simple tool, and it's not for everybody, but I think that you're you're showing that you know you struggle with accountability or authority. Um, and I get it. Like we're owners. That's why we're or, or high up leaders. Like we want to not be held our feet to a fire in a corporate setting, but we've got to have some rules that we all play by. And I think setting, setting a standard for the rest of our team, showing them how successful it can be like, Dan, I don't, I don't call you and you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't have any time. And I'm stressed. And, uh, uh, you know, like, it's not like that because you know what your day looks like. And, um, people ask me like, how do you take six weeks off or how do you coach? And cause I live by my calendar. And yeah. so I'm able to maximize my day. And so anyways, I just wanted to really stress that and challenge everybody. And it's not intended to be rude or like I'm a know-it-all, but I truly believe that people don't calendar block. One, they just might not know how to do it. And I'd be happy to show them or, or Dan, of course, you could show them too, right? But I think it's really just they don't want to publish what what they are going to hold themselves accountable for. Yeah, I find I get a whole lot more done when I have my calendar. I'm like – I'm like meandering if I don't have it. I'm like, where am I going? What am I doing? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And then having downtime too, right? Like you mentioned um, personal time. I mean, we I block out the important stuff, soccer, dates, stuff like that. But I, I'm not counter blocking uh, all, all of the above, you know, over the weekend. So we do have some downtime from, from oh, yeah. the calendar. It's um, the important things, man, the things that I, I can't, you know, like if I, if I commit to pepper on something – then I put that on the calendar, and I just know that I got it going on. And I just like to look at it at a glance, and I can be like, oh, shit, I got that going on Saturday. I forgot all about that, yeah. you know? So, well, good stuff, man. Um, I'm ready to get you and uh, you and Tony back on. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to, to hear how he manages um, his day-to-day because he's got a lot going on. Yeah, he does. Um, I know we got a little three-way text going, and we were trying to schedule a, a hookup, and it seemed like his schedule was just changing like crazy because he's at somebody else's mercy right now when he's on a – No, but, you know, I was going to comment on that. That's awesome. You know, uh, same thing when I go on consults, right? Like, like I'm 100% there for you. And uh, his response was, hey, let me just check with my client to see if they have anything. And he's there to fill their needs first. And although, like – everybody loves the podcast his 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 commitment when someone hires him is you know sunday to wednesday i think it was or sunday to tuesday night yeah so although although he had to move some stuff around i think that's incredible um that that he knows he's there for his client and um and so now now we know too um (laughs) if me or tony are on consults let's just book it some other time but one of the reasons we were trying to squeeze this in was because we're trying to get really great content out to the listeners and so um you know part of waking up early and catching these meetings is we want to deliver quality content and so yeah when when tony jumps back on uh whenever we do i'm excited to hear hear about some of those next steps yeah me too man Well, look, Robert, it was great having you on. Guys, utilize your calendar. You got any questions, hit me up in my inbox. You know how to find Robert. He's on Facebook. You can just inbox him, email him, smoke signal him, text him, tweet him, I don't know, Instagram him, all that crap. Um, But other than that, man, thanks a lot for uh, coming on, Robert. And, hey, guys, y'all keep on fencing. You've been listening to My Fence Life. 
Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.